What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenninos Jr. and Matthew Souser. Hello, guys. <clears throat> it is a week before our draft, less than a week before our draft. Me and Glenn drafted our first team this weekend. I'm feeling good. I'm at the point where this is my favorite time of the year because your team is unblemished. You know, as long as you don't sustain an injury before the season starts, there's no blemishes on your team. Everyone's so full of hope. And then it's all going to come crashing down. Yeah, this so is this as good is, as your team's going to be. Is before this is the honeymoon phase of your team. Everything's yep. great. You look at, you open up your apps, you look at your team every morning, you go, man, you are beautiful. <laughs> and then two weeks from now, every night, you're going to go to bed looking at your phone. You're going to be like Adam Driver. Every morning I wake up and I wish you were dead. <laughs> Um, it could be like that. It could be. And a lot of times it is because once week one rolls around, I, I feel like, uh, is, is there like stages? Isn't there like stages of denial? Isn't that like a thing? Grief. I feel like grief. That's what it is. And I feel denial like, is one uh, of them, I think. Denial is one of them. Or something like I feel that. Like, I feel like you go through that during the fantasy football season. Like week one, you're like, okay, say if your team doesn't live up to its potential and it drops like fucking – 78 points when it's projected for 115 and you're like <laughs> my team all right they just they just did perform. They just no. perform, right this is perfect i got it right here okay the seven stages of grief right so you're you have your team and then after week one they die this is in order by the way this is what it says on google so number one shock and disbelief absolutely you can't believe so- it your team was so promising. You said this guy was hyped up to be the next hot shit. What the fuck? I took him with such draft capital. What a waste. Shock and disbelief. Then you say denial. You go, nah, man, it's one week. Yeah, this is a whole week. My team will be better. Bounce back. It's fine. Then by week three, week four, guilt, guilt, <laughs> guilt. You didn't make a move when you should have. You should have sold high on someone. You didn't do it. You didn't it. pick up that guy off the <laughs> waiver wire. You didn't, you didn't drop 101 fab on Mike Davis. Yep. 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 Then it's week seven, week eight. Anger and bargaining. Oh. You're pissed. You're, You're so pissed. How could I be this blind? How could I be this blind? My team was so bad. Why did I think they were ever going to be good? These guys suck. And you start and packaging all your you good start players. Bar- exactly. You so take you know, all saying, your good players. Saying this is either for one last playoff push or this is to prep for the consolation ladder. Because I don't know if my team has it this year. Yeah, you say a prayer. That's what you do. You say a prayer and then you ship all your good players off to Fryer and you get his shit bums back. Yep. And then... It's week 12 and 13. The season's about to wrap up. Depression, loneliness, and reflection sets in. 
reflection. The season's wrapping. The regular season's <laughs> wrapping up. You're depressed. Your team stinks. You're feeling lonely because Wasted all year. your friends, you're like Squidward looking outside and looking at SpongeBob and Patrick having fun. And you're stuck mm-hmm. okay, on the outside looking in from the playoffs once again. And then it's reconstruction or working through. That's when you get to the toilet bowl game and you say, there's always next year. And that leads into the final phase acceptance. <laughs> uh, you, uh, I've never heard anything more accurate than fantasy football in the seven. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's li- that was literally me last season in the Westport league. Like, it's just, oh. no. it was me. That was me. Cause I think, I think, I think you got acceptance once you made the toilet bowl game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Reconstruction. I said, well, next year, next year is my year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him next year. Turn out the lights, boys. Oh, <laughs> it's so man. It's good. It's, it's Jover. But right now, like we said, Mason, this is the best part of fantasy. <laughs> we just drafted our teams in Craigslist, 12 man. Uh, Full PPR, right? Uh, half. Half. Half PPR, six-point quarterback touchdown, passing touchdowns. Yes. Uh, so what do you, you want to you discuss about our teams real quick before we get to the news? Yeah, yeah. Um, so something funny that we did is we, uh, we sent both of our team, Glenn sent both of our teams to Sousa, and he tried to have Sousa guess uh, which team belong to who and Sousa got it wrong um kind of offended and i don't know if uh i don't know why glenn thought it would be obvious no i i knew as soon as i made some of my picks i was like Sousa's absolutely gonna think this is glenn's team but here's my my team, my team was very similar to my mock draft team that we did last week on the pod that's why. Oh, but I have, but I have all guys that I think you lo- that you like. That's so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. All right. So here's my team: Lamar Jackson at quarterback. My RB one is Derrick Henry. My RB two is Joe Mixon. Mm. My wide receiver one is is Tyreek Hill. My mm. wide receiver two is Keenan Allen. Mm. My tight end is Dalton Schultz. Yeah. My first flex currently is Tyler Lockett. My second flex currently is Jordan Addison. And then on my bench, I have Raheem Mostert, Zach Charbonnet, Jalen Warren, Jerry Judy, Sam Laporta, and uh, Jordan Mingo. Jonathan. Jonathan Mingo. Yeah, right. Right, right, right. right. Yes. It's not a bad squad until you said Dalton Schultz. (laughs) Dude, when you texted me saying... I didn't know you could draft linemen. I died, bro. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> I'll sit next to Jake Bass and watch this. I said, Mason's going to love this. Um, I, was, I was in my uh, Megan's parents' office drafting, which shout out to them for letting me use their computer. Um, and I was just laughing to myself in there when I read that. <laughs> That's yeah, a really I mean, good team. I like it a lot. It's a very Thank good you, team because certain guys fell to you that shouldn't have. Like, Dude. Um, Tyreek Hill, okay, you got your first pick. 
Derek Henry yeah. should have fell back to it. I'm sorry. He shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know how you pull that off. Like I was actually I was getting pissed off watching pick by pick go by at the end of the first round, then the beginning of the second round, and Derrick Henry's still up there. Susan, what did I tell you a couple weeks ago on this very podcast? Pick Derrick Henry and enjoy the fucking ride. Yeah. Dude, I I, I was thinking about it because I told Glenn, I know it was probably hard to hear because uh, we were FaceTiming. Um, but my thing was, is I was trying to decide between Derrick Henry and Amon Ra. And then I thought about it and I was like, I have never, ever had stock in Derrick Henry. And I was like, let's change that. Let's change that right now. I want some Derrick Henry in my life. Um, this is going to be the year, isn't it? I, that's what I'm, I know. I know. Oh, that's what I told Glenn. I, I really hope not. But um, <laughs> at least so, Glenn, you want your second pick, though. What? I said, at least he'd only be your second pick, though. Yeah, that's that like true. a first pick that he probably should have been for someone. I think, right. um, Glenn, do you want to do your roster and then we can talk about the actual draft? Because we have sure. some things that we got to talk about. Yes. They're crazy. Uh, my quarterback is Trevor Lawrence. My running back one is Christian McCaffrey. My running back two is Tony Pollard. My wide receiver one is Chris Olave. Wide receiver two is Jahan Dotson. My tight end is Evan Ingram. My first flex is Alexander Madison. My second flex is George Pickens. And I got the Steelers defense. I love that you have Evan Ingram, by the way. Well, the the reason I have Evan Ingram is because I have Trevor Lawrence. And I wanted wanted some stack somewhere. Damn it. The Trevor Lawrence-Evan Ingram stack might be the most attainable stack to get in your fantasy drafts. Because Trevor Lawrence goes late enough to where, like, certain quarterbacks are there. Where you can get him at a reasonable pick. Like if you're if you're in like the fourth or fifth round, and you're like, hmm, don't really like the wide receivers here. Don't really like the running backs here. I'm gonna take a chance on Trevor Lawrence because he could be elite this year. That's what I did. And what I actually did, and we'll talk about this during the draft. Justin Fields was still on the board, Sousa. I took Trevor Lawrence instead. Wow. You don't know why? You don't know why? why? The stack. Six point passing touchdowns. Oh. So although That's Justin Fields thing. has Justin Fields has a high floor with his rushing ability, I think the six points and passing touchdowns will add up more for Trevor Lawrence throughout the year. Um, at quarterback. Yeah, and then Evan Ingram's going to be sitting there as the tight ends go, and if you get him to add to your Trevor Lawrence stack, sure. On the bench, I got Paris Campbell, Rashad Bateman, Rasheed Rice. Quinton Johnston, Jameson Williams, Kenneth Gainwell, and Jake Ferguson. Not a bad team, my man. I'm not going to lie. Not a bad team. I was two hands stroking my cock to that team <laughs> Sunday night. Really? Rosturbation. Yep. You got to get a good roster bait. You know? Roster bait. There's nothing like, there's nothing like the flow of ejaculate that comes out. After oh, a good hey. masturbation. <laughs> oh. Jesus. That's well beyond anything I've said recently. I want to lost that man. image in their head. I'd say, cool. I'd say you be, you, you've been pretty clean so far in the season, too. To your credit. Uh, I'm not painting want, these it's not, disturbing it's sexual images. It, it's not really. A, I'm just telling you the experience. If you haven't had it, do it. 
So like, do you, you're looking at the roster while you're doing it? Yeah. Okay. I start I'll try with the it. Be- I start with the bench first, right? So like, kind of like ease up to it. <laughs> and then once you get to the starters and your best players, that's when you reach the climax. I yeah, you want to make gonna, sure you're looking at the starting lineup gonna, when you're going. I'm going to tell you what. I didn't make it past Evan Ingram. <laughs> I didn't make it past him. So I I, you, I can get a couple uses out of this uh, rosterbation technique. So, All right. All right. That's enough of that. We need to talk about the actual draft, though, because Souza, I there was some shit, and I think Glenn can agree with me here. That was That happened. That was absolutely ludicrous. And I I cannot believe the shit that ha- like the draft was so weird. Um, which is crazy because it's a bunch hmm. of guys who have been doing it for a really long time. You know what I mean? It's not like an inexperienced league. But was the, fourth, that. the fourth overall pick was Nick Chubb. That guy, that guy must like Chubb. He knew he wouldn't get him back. And then he, dude, he took Dalvin, the same guy took Dalvin Cook in like the fourth round. Damn. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing? And also, hey, that's better for you. Notice how Glenn said, my second running back is Tony Pollard. Glenn had the second pick. Tony Pollard fell all the way back Mm. to the end of the second round. Yeah, I did. Like, I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. Like, I went ahead of him that you think didn't deserve to. Um, Is he not going in the second round, late second? No, I thought he usually usually goes uh, sometimes before Henry. Oh, I don't agree with that. Let me look at ADP right now. I'll pull it up. ADP guy on the trail. Um, I got McCaffrey with the second overall pick because Justin Jefferson went first. I like it. Um, you stay true to that. I did. I wanted to go wide receiver, wide receiver in the second and third uh, flip, but Tony Pollard was there, and I'm not going to not get Tony Pollard when he's there. In half half point PPR, Tony Pollard is currently player twelve off the board. Just player twelve. Yes. Well, he's RB six. Derrick Henry's RB seven. Jesus. Yeah. Man. I don't know. I mean, like, number, number seven RB round last year. Devontae Jimmy. Adams went before him. I think Jalen Waddle went before him. Yep. So I couldn't Which get I like, couldn't I couldn't get the Waddle Alave stack that I wanted. Like I got in my mock draft. Yeah, because and Waddle that's before me. That's the thing. You're typically looking at Devonta Smith, T. Higgins, Chris Olave at the end of that. I mean, turn but it was so weird the so way here's the thing order with went. that it's like I, I can't really speak to the dalvin cook part but like those guys um chubb even pollard i think would still be a i feel like he's gonna be early second most often than not like they're in they got him in the right round it's just not in this in the at the point in the round that you would expect so I can't really argue with it per se. Like if they really want, if that guy wanted Chubb, he knew he would have to get him right then and there. I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's still a good first pick. You could argue he probably should have got someone different, but um, I don't think it like screws up the draft. If if you know what I mean, because he should have been in the first round anyway. Yeah. P, you know what I mean? Yeah. In the second round. I know it was, um, well, it was just, it was just weird the way everything shifted 
do that. Yeah. You know what That's I mean? why you can mock as much as you want, but you so don't right know now, how your draft's going to go. <laughs> yeah. Right now, Craig, Craig's saying receivers are king, spoken like a guy who didn't draft a running back till the seventh round. So, um, that's the oh, other what? thing. It's like if no. a guy really wants to go I, zero RB, he's going to let Pollard pass him by, you know? But I, I disagree with what Craig's saying here. I don't think the backs are awful. I I think it's the opposite. I think you can get pretty decent running back production pretty late in the draft, and that's why people are more willing to go zero RB this season. Yeah. And I think uh, one that really surprised me was the fall of T. Higgins. He went back to Craig in the third round. Yeah. Pick 12. That was crazy. Pick 12. At the... Wait, at the end of the third round? Yeah. The end of the third round. He fell all he the got way. Him on the, he got him on the 12. That is kind of late. One uh, Ish. Yeah. Dude, I, I was got... like... Go ahead. But no, I was going to say, I got Joe Mixon in round four. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where he's been, though. Um, which is a great value. I'm surprised he didn't rise up by that point just, in the draft when you guys drafted. I don't get it. I don't get why. Well, like, I'm not a big hey, fan. Don't of ask Joe questions. Mixon. I want him. Down I'm not. A, <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Joe Mixon, right? But I think his situation, like, he is a notoriously inefficient running back. He's frustrating sometimes. But the bottom line is, he has some infinite, infinitely more upside to me than someone like. Najee Harris, who is also terribly inefficient, but like Joe Mixon is not one of the best offenses in football. Their offensive line's better. He has no one behind him on the depth chart, and yet people want to take like Najee Harris over him. You know what I mean? It does. It just it baffles me. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he was like I said. I'm not even a huge guy. The production of what he did last year is scaring people. But but yeah, like you just and, said, Mason, there's good reason to believe that he can have that bounce back year and still be a viable RB one for your team. Go ahead, Susan. He's, yeah, I think he's that got, he's got the top touchdowns. five upside. Right. Yeah, I think it's there. It's there. I I think the touchdowns um, are bound to bounce back versus last year. Last year was inefficient, but like terribly inefficient. Yeah, like getting stuffed in the goal line multiple times. Yeah, like four times in a row, three times in a row. Um, so I mean he's not going to be like fifteen hundred rushing yards, but he should probably no. get to a thousand and maybe have, have the opportunity to get ten touchdowns in the fourth like round, see. like a, yeah. a workhorse back in the fourth. Come on, crazy! On a great offense, saying. and I was getting shit on because someone, the guy took before me, took Ken Walker, and I was like, I was like, thank you, Joe Mixon draft, like, I, and and then <laughs> Craig was like, he took him. He took him. Oh, Craig! Like, Craig's one of the ones who didn't like that. Yeah, pick. he was one of the ones. Well, you know, uh, about you know, Craig strokes his dick like, to Ken Walker every single day of his life. I know that is true. But uh, like he, it's the same thing. You know what I mean? Like he has Zach Charbonnet behind him, who, for all accounts, is technically a better running back, like all around back, than Ken Walker is. Like Ken Walker is more athletic. He potentially he has more explosive play potential, but like. Charbonnet is like their their back of the future for all intents and purposes is my understanding. So it's like, and Najee has Jalen Warren behind him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just don't get the mm-hmm. Joe Mixon hate. That's crazy. That's yeah. true. Rex says, Mixon without that big week was cheeks. Big week was cheeks. 
Um, he was cheeks for a first rounder, which is where I got him. But for a fourth round pick, I'll take right. that. I mean, and he missed a few games. He had like 900 or 800 yards, but he missed three or four games or something. Like it's it's different. Like it's different if we're talking about Joe Mixon in the first round. You're not yeah. doing that. No, you're simply not. But the but the fact that he has the potential to be that first round guy. Like that, and you're getting him at the where where he is right now. Like you said, the fourth round. Like, uh, it, it's too good to pass up. Yeah, and like I said, he's gonna get more snaps. Samaj P. Ryan's not there anymore. No one's behind him, and this is the best offensive line he's ever had. So, you know what I mean? Watch him suck. Watch him be <laughs> I awful. I hope not. I know. That's enough mixing talk. Anything else? No, I'm good. Um, just was a surprising draft. Brennan drafted Jonathan Taylor. R.I.P. The second round pick. And, second. Uh, and he was too busy uh, eating a burger. So he missed his pick in the 14th round. And we gave him Justin Tucker in a league with no pickers. That's hilarious, actually. I love that. I like yeah. how you can still draft a kicker. Oh, yeah. Even though it's okay. There's this one guy yep. in the league every year who usually does draft a kicker, but this time he actually had the common decency to text Craig saying, this is the league with no kickers, right, before he drafted <laughs> that kicker. Hey, so. he's prepared. Yeah. All right. Um, one draft in the books. Another draft coming up next Monday for the Westport League, the 14-man, the league of all leagues. And following the podcast tonight, we'll be doing – the draft lottery. Oh my God. It's like, you know, get that draft day comes a little bit early tonight. A little bit early. It, becomes, right it now, becomes real at that point. Yeah, it does. But right now, this is the news with Susan. So this week, I think it was today or yesterday. Um, we had a deadline, I believe, where teams had to start cutting people, right. or at least it's coming up, and we're starting to see people get cut. So I'll just go over a quick list of some guys who are gone. We have um, – what do we got here? I mean, I guess they're not really big names. Jameson Crowder was cut from the Giants. <gasps> Miles Gaskin from the Dolphins. Remember him? Remember he was like a no world beater for a second? Albert O is off the Broncos. I was worried about him taking Dulcich uh, production away, so he's gone. That's great. Uh, the Raiders are releasing Damian Williams. Cole Beasley's gone from the Giants. The Dolphins, this is actually hilarious. The Dolphins are releasing wide receiver Chosen Anderson. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah Robbie Chosen. Anderson changed his name. The chosen. Yeah, he was chosen already. How, how chosen is he right now? The Eagles released running back Trey Sermon. Oh, I didn't see this. The Ravens released Melvin Gordon. I have they had Melvin Gordon. So now I can drop his ass. Yeah, say see you later, bro. The Patriots are waving the second coming of Christ, uh, Bailey Zappi. The second oh, coming. Oh, wait of a minute, dude. You see, the thing is. Remember that was Bill, a- Bill wouldn't have waved Bailey Zappi if he didn't see something in Malik Cunningham. Because this guy is like the next 
Michael Vick, the next Lamont Jackson. Because you know how good Bailey Zappi was last year. I mean, he was like, I thought we were seeing Tom Brady on Monday Night Football. But through all the camp and in the quarterback room, Malik Cunningham is going to be that next guy. When Mac chokes to bed, he's out by week four, and we finally got a running quarterback that we needed, dude. The Patriots waved Malik Cunningham. (laughs) 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 Who's the fucking – they don't have a backup, do they? Because Trace McSorley's gone too. I think they're going to – they might sign Colt McCoy. Mm. Yeah, the Cardinals, I think, got rid of him. Damn, they really released Malik Cunningham. Yeah, I didn't even know I until I, can't I read it. Just that's released, hilarious uh, timing. I know. released Zappy. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, the um, yeah, Zappy. That was like one hell of a couple weeks. Remember that shit? Oh, that the, the, the fans were going electric. Oh my god, this Zappy, Zappy fever! Dude. Zappy. I just wanted yeah. to kill myself. <laughs> Mason saw right through that radio. shit. Uh, the Patriots also waved Ty Montgomery, running back. Oh, you mean the guy who's never been on the field since we signed him? He was on my yes. bench from or even, or even before that. Um, so there's some notable waves uh, or releases. There might be more, but I don't see him here. Now we got to talk about some injury-related stuff with more significant guys. We have uh, Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy hurt his hamstring but will not go on the short-term IR to start the season. So that's positive for Jerry Judy. Let's go. We love that. Let's just get to it. Jonathan Taylor. There's been a saga with Taylor. He's not signing. He's possibly hurt, uh, but he denies it. And the coaches say one thing. Taylor says another thing. There's there's a disconnect, and no one's happy. So they gave Jonathan Taylor the option to seek out a trade, and the Dolphins were in talks. I feel like I got a notification every day that the Dolphins were trying to trade for him. It didn't Things happen. Of interest. It, it didn't happen, and he's on the Colts. But they're keeping him on the pup which means he's going to miss at least the first four games of the season. Which is not good because that tells you he's still hurt and he probably shouldn't be at this point from like, you know, where he got hurt last year. You'd think he'd be fine by now, which clearly he's not big risk, a big uh, hell no. Stay away from this. Is he hurt? Why would they not want him? Because they don't like him. Come on. They're trying to win football games. They don't give a shit about winning football games. That's the Colts we're talking about. I don't know. I mean, they didn't accept any trades because they didn't believe they were getting fair value. So obviously they like his talent. If they wanted him out there, I'm sure they would. But he might be hurt. Something to think about. Regardless, he's gone for a month. So you'll get him uh, in October. Maybe. Yeah, Brendan. Brendan. Dalvin Cook is practicing for the first time this summer on the Jets, remember? So that's good. Dalvin Cook's on a team, um, a highly hyped team at that, and he's practicing. So he's... He seems like he's he's going to be good to go for week one, possibly. And that's his son and, was just born, Sousa. Oh, that's why. What's that's his why. Sousa, oh, this geez. piece of shit hasn't practiced all summer. Glenn's like he's spending time with his family <laughs> all <laughs> summer. Considerate prick. <laughs> all summer. No, I I know. Um, it says wow. he has a shoulder injury. Uh, his son was born. I think this past weekend. 
So like I've been watching Hard Knocks too. So like he came to the practice field and uh-huh. he was in the you know, T shirt and shorts. But uh he wasn't like in full pads getting ready to practice because I'm surprised I didn't get that notification. You gotta turn on the T shirt and shorts notifications. It's that time of the year. T shirt and shorts dot com. Um, but yeah, so he's there. But the thing is, Brees Hall is a question mark right now. So is this possible Dalvin Cook? Are we sure? Uh, Are we sure about that? So I watched the Hard Knocks show, and he's are you sure about that? Does he look good? Did he have that foam helmet on? uh, Was he wearing a non-contact jersey? Uh, I don't remember. It's something to consider. Um, I really personally do not know how that backfield is going to shape up because I feel like both of these guys are not 100%, 110%. So we'll see. The thing see. is, you don't have to worry about Zonovan Knight. He's gone. I have him in my taxi squad. Get him out of there. Jackson Smith and Jigba was dealing with some injury, but he was back at practice today. Just got notified. And Wait, he was back at practice? Yes. Didn't he? He had surgery for his wrist, didn't he? A couple weeks ago, ah. I think. Yeah. You don't need your wrist to catch. You need your hands. Didn't He's they expected he was to be, be in the season him? on the active roster. Oh, wow. I thought that he was going to be out until like October or something. No. Shit. I remember okay. hearing it was just going to be like a couple weeks, three weeks, maybe. Um, oh, lastly, the Cardinals plan to keep Kyler Murray on the pup beyond Tuesday's deadline today, meaning he's going to also miss four games. Cardinal situation not looking great, but oh, and I guess the last thing is CJ Stroud will be starting for the Texans. Confirmed. Cardinals gonna be stinky. Huh. Well, thanks for that uh, news, Susan. Oh. No, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's the news. But to Mason's oh. point of them being stinky, probably. But at the same time. James Conner and Hollywood Brown. They're the only guys in their respective positions that should command a lot of the volume. Like, how do you feel about that? I like Is that volume Connor? worth anything. I like, I like Connor, Connor, but I like Brown. Yeah, exactly. Same. Did you guys have you did you guys see the video of him on Twitter running a route? No. Brown? No. Dude. Yeah, it was so funny. Why? So circles? Oh, come on. No, he like tried to like juke his defender and the defender just didn't move. And like the play played out and he was just covered the whole time. The ball hit him in the hands, he dropped it. It was so funny. I feel he like was Mason's good last saying year. this because he doesn't want us to draft him. Maybe. No, I'll find anyway. the video. I didn't see it. Oh uh, yeah, and James Conner because there's no RB competition. Yep. Um he gets goal line carries, and he's been a touchdown machine for the past two seasons in Arizona. I don't trust the quarterback play without Kyler, so that's why I don't like Hollywood Brown. And I don't like Hollywood Brown. I, yeah, I don't want that any part of that team. But if you have issues with the quarterback play, that means they might not be at the goal line for James Conner. That's also true. Machines James Conner just got to do it all, so he's gonna get more yards because they're not gonna be at the goal line. He's gonna have to get himself to the goal line. So over under five sixty plus rushing touchdowns, uh, sixty plus uh, yard touchdowns. You want me, you want me to put it on the board? 
No. I'm asking you to, to go over or under on that. 60-plus rushing touchdowns for James Conner? I don't think he has one of those in his whole career. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably not. Until this yeah. year. That's the news. Mac just said that video was bad. I guess the one about Hollywood Brown. Oh, okay. I'm glad someone I'm glad someone in the chat has seen it so they can back me up here. So that's the news. So now this is the episode, ladies and gentlemen, where if you want a good laugh at the end of the season, maybe by Bless week you. 13, week 14, you play this episode back uh, because this is where we make our season predictions, where we decide who we think is going to take the stellar awards before the year starts. This is my favorite episode because it's the preseason awards predictions, a.k.a. Mason says Dalvin Cook is going to be fuck of the year and then proceeds to have his best season of his entire career to date. Yeah, I love this episode, too. It's a yeah. yearly tradition that we reflect on that. So do you guys. All right, and we're also going to predict some actual football. We're going to talk some football, football, not just yeah. fantasy. But just as far as who we think is going to win each division this year, who's going to be the playoff teams in the wild card, and an early Super Bowl prediction. Oh, wait till you hear mine. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do we want to do the football stuff first or the fantasy stuff first? Let's do the fantasy stuff first. That's the order I wrote it. All right, because I'm not prepared. All right, cool, cool. (laughs) All right. The first award to predict is going to be the steal of the draft which means it's pretty self-explanatory. Who's going to be that one player this year that you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I got him in this round. And he mm. just outplays the shit out of his potential. I actually have one for this, so I can go first if you guys want. Sure. Up to you. I got one too. So All right, I'm going to go It'll first. give Glenn more time for the next one. Yeah, go for it. Yes, thank you. My steal of the draft is going to be none other then Minnesota Vikings running back, Alexander Madison. Okay. Mason, my ADP man, can you tell me where Mr. Madison's going? Currently, Alexander Madison is going at pick 50, and he is RB19. So that would put him right in the middle of round five, right? Round five? Round five. I think so. By RB19, he's being drafted as an RB2, mm-hmm. a late RB2. Yeah. I'm saying he's going to be the steal of the draft because he's going to finish as an RB1 this year. I think Whoa. Alexander Madison can do exactly what Dalvin Cook did in Minnesota. We haven't, we've seen Alexander Madison be great in glimpses where Cook goes down and Madison steps up. Who's like the number one handcuff for the past? I don't know, four or five seasons? Yeah. It's been Alexander Madison, or it's been Tony Pollard, but now Tony Pollard's got that role over Zeke because Zeke's no longer there. This is Alexander Madison's time to be what Tony Pollard is. Tony Pollard finished his number seven last year. I don't see why Alexander Madison can't do the same this year. Might steal the draft. If you have a chance to get Madison, if you're not, if you're not liking the receivers in your draft, and you see Alexander Madison still there on the board, He's probably gonna be he's probably gonna be like him, James Conner, fucking Mike Evans. And you're like, hmm, I don't know. Go with Madison. Be that guy who says, I got Madison in the fifth round, and look what he's doing now. 
Did you decide this before or after you just drafted him this weekend? I decided this when I did the mock last week. Okay. Yep. And it came to fruition in this draft. It can definitely happen. I, I can see it. Yep. All right. Who wants to go next? I can go. Okay. Can go ahead. Just don't, just don't take mine. Please. Um, I'll try not to. Uh, so I also have a running back. Um, and it's someone who is going later than Alexander Madison is. And that's DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift's Ooh. currently going. His ADP is pick 82. He's RB31. So he's being drafted as an RB3. Lest we forget, last year, DeAndre Swift, don't do it. He's going to do it. Just no, keep, keep going, keep going. Last year, DeAndre Swift was being drafted. There it is. Thank you. He was, I'm sorry. DeAndre Swift was being drafted, I believe, as an end of second round, early third round pick. He left the Lions and went to a better offensive situation where ostensibly he can catch a lot of passes. He's got the best offensive line in football in front of him and one of the best offenses in general in football in front of him, the highest scoring offense last year on a per-game basis, if I'm not mistaken. Why is it that everyone is complete? Oh, and not to mention that Rashad Penny is in the backfield. He cannot catch. He's looked like shit in the preseason. Um, There's a chance that he could get cut. Okay. So... The only thing that he really has behind him is Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell is going late enough that if you want to grab him as a contingency measure, feel free to do so. You're not going to waste that much draft capital there. I think DeAndre Swift is a great, great option to take um, if you're going zero RB. Because I think he has high RB2 upside, in my opinion. If he can stay healthy, he can do it. I was just going to ask you, what's his, what's his ceiling? I think high RB2 is realistic. So I mean, he has the talent. Let me ask you a question. Do you think, do you think he's more talented than Miles Sanders? Yeah, I would say so. What did Miles Sanders finish last year? You know? Off the top uh, of our heads. I want to say he was top 10. He was. Mm. Or was oh, he wow. right outside? Thank God, uh, sleeper finally has a half PPR. Half point PPR. I saw that. Thirteenth. Thirteenth. Okay. So that is high end RB two. All right, it's fair, Mason. It's fair. I'm not even necessarily a Swift guy, but I just think a lot of people are overlooking the fact that he is good. Yeah, I think we can all agree he's better than Miles Sanders. He's probably the best running back that the Eagles have had in the Jalen Hurts era. Yeah, we'll have to see, Mason. I don't, I don't like Swift. I don't like it. I like Swift. But you made a case. Four years Thank ago. You. And then he got hurt. No, you're thinking of Amir Abdullah four years ago. And then he got hurt. No, Amir Abdullah was a lifetime ago that I don't want to remember. Um. <clears throat> he loved and then him. he got hurt, and then he came back. 
Then he got hurt. Then he came back. Hey, I said he has to stay healthy. Okay, I did put hurt. that stipulation. So <laughs> then he came back and that was that one was louder than before. I feel like. <laughs> um, he raised the volume. My steal of the draft, and Mason, I'm going to need you to be on standby with this ADP. Gotcha. Is a quarterback. Oh, I'm going with I... Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, yeah, that oh. was going to be mine. That was going to be mine. I, almost, I said, you know what? You know what's funny? I almost picked him too. <laughs> All right. Damn. All right. That means well, he's going to suck ass. We're this on the year. same page. I mean, there's not much to say. We know Aaron Rodgers' history, <laughs> and now he's on a better team. Last year was his first year outside the top 10 in five years. He finished seven, nine, two, six, and then 13 last year. That was without Devontae Adams. He was missing them. Alan Lazard was pretty much his wide receiver one for a majority of that time before Christian Watson kind of did his thing. Now Aaron Lazard is still with them, still has that rapport, plays wide receiver two. He's now, his wide receiver one is now a nice, young, talented Garrett Wilson who already showed us what he can do last year with a slew of like a smorgasbord of quarterbacks like uh, Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson, Mike White. And he was great. What? Now with Aaron Rodgers, um, how much – I mean, he could be obviously greater than that, and that's only going to help Rodgers himself. There's a lot of hype behind this team. I get it. Could it be a Russell Wilson thing? But unlike Rodgers, Russell Wilson was gone for you know a year and a half. Rodgers, I, think, I still think he has it. He didn't have many touchdowns last year. I think that changes this year. Better overall team, and you're drafting him so late. I mean, you're drafting him after – I mean, after like 10 quarterbacks, maybe eight quarterbacks, maybe he's pick 122 right now. Like you can pretty much wait for all the rest of your league to draft a quarterback and you're just picking up those RBs and wide receivers. And then you get Rodgers at the end um, or at least close to the end of, of, you know, the quarterback run. I think it's a great value. Might just be the steal the draft and finish top. Definitely top 10. Easy. Top five. Possibly. Let me ask you a question. Because I asked this question to you guys when we did, I think, our off-season episode or episode, maybe it was previewing the Super Bowl. I asked you if Aaron Rodgers is still elite. I'm going to ask you again. Is Aaron Rodgers still elite? I think he can be. He's in a good situation. You guys both said, no, no. Aaron Rodgers is elite. (laughs) (laughs) I... I oh, this year is gonna. Granted, this year is gonna prove was, it. Granted, that was when he was still with Green Bay. I'll cut you a little slack. But new change of scenery. Does he get better? Does he remain the same? Does he get worse? I think, if anything, he's gonna get better. I don't know if he's necessarily gonna reach the heights of definitely not MVP Rogers, but like Souza said. Top 10, I think is definitely doable. My one concern is that he doesn't have a great offensive line and he's an older guy. He's been injured before. He's broken his collarbone multiple times, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that's really the only thing that's a cause for concern, in my opinion, is his age and the integrity of the O-line. But I mean, other, other than that, I think 
the Jets have shown past few years that they really are like a team that's kind of a quarterback away from being serviceable. Um, but they just haven't been able to put it together. We'll talk about um, the Jets later when we do our previews, but I like the Aaron so, Rodgers pick, Susan, as a steal the draft. Like Next that. one, I'm going to let you guys go first on this because I still got to think of mine, is the Trash to Treasure Award, which means a player who was absolutely god-awful, trash, throw him to the fucking waiver wire. I don't want to see him on my team. I don't want to see him anywhere next to my team. Is now going to become treasure in fantasy football for the year of 2023. Who's going to be that guy, Susan? Uh, it's between two people. And uh, I don't like either of them. But I'm going to go with Cortland Sutton. Ooh, that's a very good one. Thank you. Yeah. Cortland well, Sutton, he's been hopeful for a while. Now it's gotten to the point where there's hardly any hope left. He's been in the league for five years. He had one. His sophomore season was a solid one. He was a wide receiver, too. And we've been chasing that ever since. The year after, he got hurt the whole year, only played one game. The year after that, he played a full season, but was wide receiver 46. Last year, wide receiver 43. Like, he's trash for the three years. And the whole offense last year was trash with Russell Wilson. But now you bring in Sean Payton. Competent, a prestigious court, uh, head coach. You lose Tim Patrick. You have Jerry Judy, who is now expected to be there, but he was he was hurt at the time I made this pick. Um, I think it's it's possible Cortland Sutton might just be might just be the, the one there by the end of the year, and a guy that you're gonna want in your lineup, if you, especially if you have two flexes. But even if it's just one flex, he might be that guy that you're you end up rolling out there week in week out on your flex. Um, you know, earlier on the one season, thing I gotta say about this. Let me introduce you to a man who's gonna command a lot of targets, Adam Troutman. Don't even joking. say it. Because I got stock in Dulcich everywhere. He's my dude. <laughs> but Troutman is a Sean Payton guy, so that scares that me. No, nah, it'll be fine. Guy stinks. Mason, who's who's your trash to treasure? My trash to treasure is Deontay Johnson. Mm. Um, you guys will know this. You, everyone who listens to the podcast knows this. I am not a Najee Harris fan. Okay. Don't like Najee Harris at all. Um, I think Pittsburgh, if you paid attention to them during the preseason, they've been throwing the ball a lot. Um Let's stop listening. Oh my god. Okay. I've, I've been hearing the same thing. It. They look they look pretty good preseason and yeah. They're throwing the no, ball and they've been throwing the, they've back. been throwing the shit out of the ball. Um, which I think is quite the contrary to what people thought that that offense was going to look like this year. So all of a sudden, George Pickens um, and Deontay Johnson are a lot more appealing. And I think Pickens, obviously, was still pretty decent last year um, toward toward the end of the season. Deontay Johnson, I think, for all intents and purposes, was god-awful. Um, I don't even think – did he catch a touchdown last year? Nope. nope. So it can't be any worse. So he literally can't be worse. 
But I mean, at one point, this guy was a top 10 wide receiver. He finished yeah. wide receiver nine the year before. You know, my team. So like, I think what the thing is, is if, if I still think that Deontay Johnson is more so the pos- possession guy, and if he can get a lot of receptions, even if George Pickens is the one that gets the majority of the touchdowns, I think Deontay Johnson can still be a good fantasy asset to have. And God knows he was awful last year. So I'm looking to see an improvement. I like it. I like it too. My trash to treasure award, I might have to hit the fart noise on this one for myself. Um, (laughs) I'm going with a deep, deep reach here, okay? Oh, God, the deep cut. My trash to treasure this year is going to be none other than wide receiver. Hmm. Don't say it. Hunter Renfro on the Las oh. Vegas Raiders. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. Why? Why? I don't, I don't That's know. Gross. No, I, That's I know so why. Gross, Doesn't know. Um, Hunter Renfro. 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 What? We'll call him that. Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Um. Only played 10 games last year due to injury. And in those 10 games, he was not good. Let's just say no. he was not good. He was not the wide receiver trash, you drafted. Could say. I, you can say trash. You can say trash. I, I'm going to say not good because he, he's going to be treasure this year. No, um, he was awful. I had him. Wide receiver 96. Well, yeah, he I was dropped hurt. He was hurt. He was hurt. But like I said, in the games that he did play, he was not good. Nope. I think this year, Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback. Las Vegas Raiders, which means I think Hunter Renfro might be that security blanket for that Raiders offense. Devontae Adams still going to get his no matter what. That's already established. We know this. Do we believe in Jacoby Myers to be that next guy? Yes. I believe him. You do? As a guy, as a valuable target for Garoppolo. Not as someone I want to start. Right. I'm saying Hunter Renfro is going to be that guy by the end of the season who you want to start in your flex. I think he's going to have a pivotal role in this offense because there's a big hole voided by no more Darren Waller. I'm sure you got the rookie Meyer there. But I don't think he'll pick up the pieces that Darren Waller left on the table. And I think Hunter Renfro is going to scoop him up like a hungry, hungry hippo. Well, what about Craig saying Hunter run blow? Sometimes I don't really give a shit what Craig says. So, Fair enough. And we can't yeah. forget, Jimmy Garoppolo originated with Tom Brady. And if there's anything he learned from Tom Brady, is that you throw to the white guy. That's right. And guess who was Tom Brady's offensive coordinator all those years? Dude. Josh McDaniels. And what did Josh McDaniels tell him? You throw to the white, the white guy. guy. Oh my God, is real. So maybe I got I'm the wrong it. white I'm guy. In. I'm maybe in. I got the wrong. Maybe I got the wrong <laughs> white in. guy. Maybe it's gonna be Meyer. I don't know. Uh, but I got a 50-50 chance of being right. I like it. I think he'll bounce back. I hope he does. Like I said, I'm not nothing crazy, but he's gonna become a viable starter as your in your flex, especially in a 14 man league. Two flexes. Put on a run for in your lineup towards the end of the year. Or midway through the season, once he proves, he's got to prove it first. He's got to come out hot. 
Like first three weeks, he's got to get like, you know, eight to 12 points consistently each week. Then you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Easy, Hunter. Calm down. Calm down. Let me put you in the lineup first. Then you do that. Yeah, right, right. Don't waste all, don't blow your load too early. I need that. So, yeah. Hunter Renfro, trash or treasure. Sweet. Now, this is for breakout fantasy player of the year. Again, self-explanatory. A player who simply breaks out. He was the caterpillar who went into his cocoon, and now he is sprouting as that beautiful fantasy butterfly that you just want to show off to all your friends. Look at this. He's on my This year, Mason, who is your fantasy breakout player? My fantasy breakout. Oh, man. I had someone written down, but now I'm second guessing myself. No, fuck it. I got to stick with it. My breakout player of the year is Jahan Dotson. Fuck. Ooh. You want me to change mine? I can change mine. Sniped. I can change mine. I can look. Breakout player. I'll change it. My playout, sure? yes, my breakout player of the year is going to be Zay Flowers. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pause, pause. What? You can't, rookie, I feel like rookie doesn't qualify for breakout player of the year. Oh, you got to, you can't be a rookie? Well, I mean, like, I see what break, you're saying, Glenn. Like, 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 being a rookie is like, there's differences. There's no expectations. It's like a known talent that takes that next step. Right. This is his first step. He can't be the next step if it's only his first step. Right. right for right. Zay Flowers. You know what I'm saying? Like a All George right, well, then, well then right. Susie, you're gonna have you're gonna have to okay. you're gonna have to pick someone else. <laughs> I'm scrambling. I'm scrambling. Okay. Hey, why 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 Dotson, Mason? Um, because I'll be honest, I think from what we've seen from him, he's better than Terry. You think? Terry's I agree. hurt. He's got turf toe. We keep saying Terry keeps getting drafted. Rounds and rounds ahead of Dotson. And I don't get it because they're so much closer to me in ADP than where Dotson's going. Like Dotson is going like, I don't know, like in the seventh or eighth round right now or something. Like where where is he? But but does Dotson put it in reverse? No, he doesn't, which is sad. I will admit that. But Dotson's going in the seventh round, and Terry is going in the fifth. Mm. So there are players where Terry's going I would much rather get than where Dotson's going. I would much rather have Dotson, personally, just from a draft capital perspective. And then also you factor in Terry McLaurin's hurt already. He has turf toe. Granted, he doesn't need surgery. But we've seen how that can be a nagging issue for wide receivers during the whole season. And I think Dotson has he has better uh, tools in his toolkit to be an efficient wide receiver in the NFL than Dotson does. Um, I believe he has a connection with uh, Sam Howell. They've been um, uh, he's been throwing the ball to him a lot in practice. Um, so. Yeah, I think that he has the potential to take like the next it. step. 
and be I, I, potentially a wide receiver one this year. I think you're right, and I think everybody agrees the same. Uh, Jahan Dotson, Craig says put it on the board. Craig's, Craig's, I don't know if he's disagreeing. He's, he, Terry's he's defending Terry. So the, well, the thing is, too, I'm a Terry defender, too, and I love me some Terry. Before last season, I came to the realization, enough's enough with Terry. Enough's enough picking him as that guy who's going to break out because let's call him what he is. He's a wide receiver, too. That's what he keeps being year after year after year. Same thing with DJ yeah. Moore, right? Same thing with Josh Jacobs until he had that breakout year last year. Last year, the numbers say Terry McLaurin was a wide receiver one. He finishes a wide receiver one. When you compare it to the years prior, it's not that far off from his wide receiver two base. It's not like he specifically broke out and said, hey, you know, and we talked about this during our wide receiver episode. I like Dotson. In the games that he did play last year, because I know he was he missed a big chunk of the season with injuries. Like, like six games. Yeah. He missed. I think in the games like that he did get, six or seven, dude, was catching touchdowns. Yeah, he was making he was, big he was, plays. Yeah, he was a high upside. He was an upside guy. He had more touchdowns than Terry did in like six last games. The thing Terry's that just worries that five me, touchdown kind of guy, one thousand yards, five touchdowns. The thing that worries me is that Washington's offense doesn't use dots into his full potential like they would at Terry McLaurin. Let's, let's call it Spade a Spade. Terry McLaurin is the wide receiver one there in Washington. He's going to be until proven otherwise by Dotson. Don't know if the game plan is going to be the same for Dotson as it will be for Terry, which means I don't know if he's going to get as many looks as Terry will. In PPR, that could be a problem. Can't rely on touchdowns. Another red flag is Sam Howell. Haven't seen him yet. Don't know what he's going to be like. Don't know how that offense is going to be. Again, if you trust the talent in Dotson, I don't have a problem with it. Third thing is, I have the same feeling about Jahan Dotson, and I'm sure everybody else does, that they had the last year about Gabe Davis. And we know what Gabe Davis did. Hmm. Well, I don't want Jahan. I don't want Jahan Dotson to be this year's Gabe Davis. In Gabe Davis's defense, he was injured. And then also right when he he's like, he's kind of like their big play guy. And right when he came back is when Allen hurt his elbow. So I don't think there was ever a point in time where he was necessarily able to be used to his full potential in that offense due to Allen's injury. I mean, Josh Allen still finishes quarterback, what, number three, number two? Yeah, but that was also, they weren't throwing the deep ball, is what I'm saying. All right. At least not as well, much. That's true. But we expected Gabe Davis to be, you know, like that that breakout years that like Chris Godwin had with Jameis Winston or yeah, yeah, Calvin yeah. Ridley had with Matt Ryan. We were thinking that with Gabe Davis. And now we're thinking that with Jahan Dotson. I'm just I'm just it's the uh glass half them glass half empty mindset I'm having right now, Jahan Dotson. I love him. I drafted him, Mason. No, I know. I wanted. I thought he was going to make his way back to me. But Here's he got the di- it first. The difference with Gabe Davis, though, is we he wasn't new. He played in 2020. He played in 2021. He was nothing. Then he's had a flash. While Dotson was a rookie last year, <clears throat> came out of the box hot, four touchdowns in three games, got hurt, came back slow from injury, only played like 50 percent of the snaps. 
Then once he was back and acclimated, 80% plus of the snaps, touchdown three out of three weeks, finishing the season pretty strong. As his rookie season, like there's only up from there. Now yeah. the quarterback's different. You hope. But um, I, I like it. I like it, Mace. I like it. Thank you. Susan? Oh, yeah. What was I supposed to do again? Breakout oh. player of the year. Yeah, breakout uh, oh, by the way, the, the, uh, the trash to treasure, I was expecting someone to say Kyle Pitts. We, we, we're out on him. Is that it? There's no hope. I mean, I wouldn't say there's no if, hope. If, if we but... keep saying trash to treasure for Kyle Pitts, it's going to be like keep drafting McCaffrey at the number one pick in our league, and eventually he's going to break the streak. I like. Again, I don't feel good about it. It's, it's going to be another thing where, yeah, eventually someone's going to fucking hit on Kyle Pitts and bravo to them. But, like, do, do, yeah. is, we've, it, we've is that offense before. showing you anything that, that, like, looks good for Kyle Pitts? No, no, you could just maybe hope a new quarterback might use their tight end more. That's, Again, that's it. Because he was in consideration for me, but I didn't do it. Right, but but it's the thing where like tight end position is such trash. You're gonna take a chance, but the question is, how high do you take that chance with Kyle Pitts? Where's he going this year? What fifth, sixth round? Um, yeah, like, like, like last year was the third. Easy. And yep. and and I and I guarantee, <laughs> if you drafted Kyle Pitts last year in your redrafts. You held on to him the whole season. Kyle Pitts going. Um, you take that chance again? Middle around seven ish. Again. Well, yeah, like so I you're said, getting him at a, at a bigger discount. So it's like, all right, maybe it's right. worth and, it. And like I said, the, the tight end position is thin as it is right now. So sure, you know, anyone besides Kelsey is basically shit at the tight end know. position. I feel like you can take players with higher upside around Kyle Pitts personally that I would rather have. Yeah, I, I, like I believe can, too. You can take Jahan Dotson's around there. He's getting picked after him. Um, George Pickens is going right after him. Jordan Addison's going right after him. Gabe Davis, Khalil Herbert. There are other players around him that I would much rather have that have higher upside, in my opinion. Yeah. The problem is, like, just based on sheer talent alone and the athleticism of Kyle Pitts, like, his ceiling should be to the fucking moon. It should be. And, and that's not. why it's, he's been so disappointing. Right. But I think we've talked about it. I think the only person on that team who's legitimately viable is Bijan. Because Desmond Ritter is such a unknown commodity at this point. We don't know what to expect from him. Whereas you've seen it the past few years with Todd Gurley, Saquon, um, you know, when teams invest heavy draft capital, Zeke. In, yeah, Zeke. That was the other one. I couldn't, I forgot about him. When teams invest heavy draft capital into running backs like that, almost always they pay off. Um, Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. I, well, I mean, better Jameer than Ken Gibbs Walker. Was, he was, he was a second round board. pick, though. I'm talking about Gibbs? like, yeah, he was second round, wasn't he? No, no. I think he was, um, I don't know. Could have been to that no, no. first or something. I thought he was second round. I could be wrong. Sony Michelle Panacho says. <laughs> yeah, Sony Michelle. Well, that's 
That's the Patriots I'm, for I'm you. talking like I'm talking like round one days. pick twelve. Jameer Gibbs. I'm talking top Hear ten that, picks, Craig? Panacho. Basically, right. like Saquon, Zeke, Todd. No, I, I'm with you. I'm like with that. you. They they don't pass a lot. They have Bijan. That's all they need. Screw Kyle Pitts. My breakout player of the year. My pivoted last minute breakout player of the year is going to be James Cook, the running Ooh. back on the Buffalo Bills. Dalvin like Cook's brother. James and again, Dalvin Cook. James Dalvin Cook and Dalvin James Cook. I love it. I, I don't. So, <laughs> I so really James, don't. so James Cook was a rookie last year, so he meets the criteria. He existed, and um, he was with the but he was with the Bills, but he played very low percentage of snaps. I mean, we're talking like five percent, twenty percent, seventeen percent, like around there most of the time. But yeah, he still got some good passing volume. 32 targets, 21 receptions. He was a pass catching kind of guy. And that was with very low opportunity. Now he pretty much is the one there. Latavius Murray's there. Not worried about him. Damian Harris is there. More to worry about with Damian Harris than Latavius Murray, but I think it's going to be the James Cook show. And with that pass catching ability on the Bills, I think he's going to be a pretty viable guy that you're going to get late, that you're going to start every week and be happy with. And he's going to break out. Hmm. I know we haven't had the we haven't really trusted a Bills running back in a long time. I like it, Sousa. Safe Singletary was there, right? But uh, and we tried to have faith in him, and the Bills tried to have faith in him. Never quite worked out. Now it's James Cook's show, and I believe he's got what it takes. He had so a nice game where he played forty-one purposes. He, Way he more talented. Carries. Sorry, he had eleven carries, ninety-nine yards, and a touchdown against the Bears. Week 16 on 41% of the snaps. If you like that. Anytime he had more than 10 carries, he had pretty decent production. 53 yards, 86 yards, 64 yards, 99 yards on 10 or more carries. I don't hate it. I don't like it either. You don't like it. It's all right. I'll draft him. I'll show Sorry. you. You're not going to like my breakout player of the year anyway. <laughs> Because <clears throat> my breakout player of the year is none other than wide receiver on the Detroit Lions, Jamison Williams. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> I might be saying, who? <laughs> who? Jamison Williams? The guy who loves to gamble more than he likes to play football? That's right. Because he's going to have a breakout season when he's missing half And of if it. I'm a gambling man... <laughs> I'm putting my chips in the Jamison Williams roulette wheel. Or I should say on the table. And then I'm letting the wheel spin. And it's going to land on Jamison Williams. He's breaking out this year. It's going to take fucking two months to finish spinning. That's all. Now, was it? Was it six games? Mm -hmm. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think um, if my Dark Horse MVP prediction is right. Jared Goff, Detroit Lions find success. I think Jamison Williams is the perfect complement to Amon Ross St. Brown, the wide receiver that he is. Jamison Williams, a guy with his speed, can stretch out the field, big play capabilities. Picture Christian Watson's reign of terror last year happening this season with Jamison Williams. Touchdown machine, touchdown machine, touchdown machine. Big play, big play, big play. 
week after week once the lines start rolling. Give me some JMO. Okay. All right. Respect it. Next uh, award is the April Fool. I think this one we added last year. The April Fool is a player who, what he does is he fools you all year long because in your heart of hearts, you either think this guy is really, really good and he turns out to be really, really bad or the contrary. You think this guy is dog shit. Maybe you think of him like Craig thinks of Miles Sanders. He actually turns out to be pretty good. And he fools you the whole year because you're so down on him. Now, Kyle Pitts is a good example. Kyle Pitts is a great example. Had to start him every week, and he just kept fooling you. Yep. I think the April Fool of the 2023 fantasy football season is going to be none other. Can you ready for this, Susan? I'm ready. Quarterback, Geno Smith. Oh, no. No, not Geno. <laughs> Geno Smith. Now, you look at Geno Smith and you say, man, what a story. Did he win comeback player of the year last year? He must have. Because, boy, did he come back. Last year, Sousa, number five quarterback in fantasy. 304 points, played all 17 games, led the Seattle Seahawks to a playoffs. And... uh It's a flash in the pan. It's all gas. <laughs> all gas. It is the definition of this noise right here. Like, if I want to hear that noise on YouTube, I'm going to type in Geno Smith, and that's what's going to come up. All gas. No breaks. No, no pun intended to the hard knock show. All right. You're not alone, I bet. Geno Smith haters out there. I mean, oh, I'm not one. It, I, I? He's the people's think, quarterback. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, dude. <laughs> Fucking. He, he got punched out by his teammate when he was on the Jets. He ain't no people's quarterback. That's you. Um, it's a long time ago. You're just a hater. Okay. All right. No, I, I just. He's proof that any man with two hands has a fighting chance. Oh, here we go. <laughs> No, he's not. And if you're drafting him to be that top 10 quarterback that you think he's going to be, I got news for you. April Fools is coming early. It's, it's not it. It's not it, my guy. That's fair. Hey, I can see it. Geno Smith doesn't have a long track record of being good at all. So, However, um, Sousa, you know I'm a man who likes to take his uh, – I don't know what the word is. Um, except when I'm wrong, like I was with Josh Jacobs last year. If he does it again this year, I'll, I'll, I'll claim Geno Smith is the people's quarterback. Okay. If he, if he does what he did last year, I would say if he even finishes top 10 and leads the Seattle Seahawks to the playoffs, people's quarterback, Geno Smith. I'll say that. I right love this podcast. Love but until it. I see it again, no way. <laughs> no shot, no. I'm, I'm going to be quick, Mason, Okay. because um, we have a lot to get to. My April Fool is going to be J.K. Dobbins. Oh, that's a great one. I'm not on this train. People keep saying, this is it. He's back. Ravens are going to be great. He's going to have both legs healthy. Here we go. And I'm just not buying it. 
he's fooling you. People are going to draft him as his, as their maybe RB1 because they went a couple wide receivers. They're RB2. They're going to be – he's going to be in people's starting lineups for sure. And he's going to fool you, plain and simple. I agree with that. Mason? Yours? Yeah. Um. Damn, this is tough. I actually – I didn't pick one beforehand because I forgot what this <laughs> this award know. was. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is, okay. uh, and I'm gonna pick a guy that we talked about a few minutes ago. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Gabe Davis. I think Gabe Davis is gonna rebound mm. from last season, and I think he's gonna be pretty good this year. And he's gonna be a serviceable wide receiver two slash flex for you week in week out. Um, it's going pretty late. There you go. Good offense. He's got good upside. The other definition of April Fool. I'm glad we we did it that way too. And and Panacho in the chat, honorable mention Cam Akers. I can see that. Akers. Oh, I can very well see that. If I could change my pick, it would be Cam Akers. (laughs) I traded for him in Dynasty, and I'm I'm, fucked me. I'm on the other. I'm. I believe in him this time. I have to. Honestly, it's not him. It's not him. I'm mad at. It's Sean McVay. It's Sean McVay. Yeah. I don't I don't know what he did to deserve his it was weird, last man. Year, but very weird. Whatever. Mason, this is your award here. Who is gonna be the fuck of the year in the twenty twenty three fantasy football season? The guy who I'll absolutely be... fucks your fantasy team. I'm gonna be brief, and I think you guys already know who I'm gonna pick. I'm picking Najee Harris. Oh I shit. do not believe in him at all. I think by the end of the year, Jalen Warren will be the starting running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Najee Harris is notoriously inefficient. He is the definition of watch my running back run into the lineman's ass over and over and over again. And let me tell you something. They ran the shit out of the ball last year. Najee Harris was only good off of pure volume alone. If they're going to throw the ball more, even slightly this year, that automatically diminishes the amount of carries that he is going to have. Once again, putting his value down. He currently is... What running back is he? He's running back 11 right now. Okay. He's going pick 30, mid third round. I think that's gross. He's the fuck of the year. So okay. is, is, is mid third round enough to fuck your team, though? I think so. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the question. Cause I tried to, um, I tried to make sure the guy I picked was like way up there, which made this pick so hard because I'm pretty much calling for someone who's great to not be great. Stuff. Um, I don't like doing that. And you know, you want me to go, person, Glenn, or you? You know, there's one Are person I'm never picking to be that guy. So Derek Henry. You, yeah, it's not happening. It might happen this year actually because Mason drafted him, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna acknowledge it. You can go. What? Ahead. Derek Henry. My. Oh, I fuck of the year. And Glenn's not going to be happy. But I'm glad he kind of made part of my argument earlier. It's going to be Devontae Adams. 
I knew you were going to pick him. Really? Dude. I knew it. Devonte Adams. It was, like I said, hard to make this decision because he was him last year. But part of what made him him, Carr, is not there. And Glenn made a case for Renfro being useful in this offense. I think he will be. I think Jacoby Myers will be useful in this offense. I think Jacobs is going to be ran into the ground because they have him just for one year, and that's it. They drafted Michael Mayer, a nice tight end. Jimmy G doesn't single out a guy like Carr does. He has all these different options, just like he did in San Francisco with Ayuk and Kittle and Debo and any type of running back that he has. He's going to spread it out. He's going to manage the games, and I don't think Adams is going to perform to his ADP. He's not going to get like 160 targets like he did last year. He's not going to get those jump balls because that's not Jimmy Jimmy G. Jimmy G's never had a talent like Devontae Adams before. All those guys that you mentioned, Devo, IU, Kittle, even CMC, Devontae Adams is the most talented receiver he will ever have in his career. Yeah, they've been saying in practice he's been having trouble connecting with him downfield. Oh, so he's just got to hit the weight room a little bit, and then boom. <laughs> just yeah, let hey, me just it, gloss over. Amy just got to lose some more weights, bro. It wasn't fine. an easy pick, but take him at the end of the first I'm round. Going it's fine. It. I promise. Like if he ends up as a wide receiver too, I think he fucked you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go the same route, and a lot of people aren't gonna like this, but I'm sticking to that board. I'm sticking with the take that I put on that board. I'm going to say my fuck of the year is Tyreek Hill. No, not Tyreek. Come on. Tyreek Hill, I hate it. I'm going to give myself this twice. I'm sticking to the board. Twice. Sorry, the chat. I'm sticking to the board because Jalen Waddle. You were saying he's going to be, he can have that reek season. I said they're going to flip flop seasons. And although Waddle season last year was still good, and if reek ends up with that, fine. That's not what you drafted. It's going gonna, it's gonna to fuck you up a little bit. And I think reek is a possibility might even be a little worse. Yeah. I mean, reek is going as like the fourth wide receiver a lot of times. Yeah. I've, I've, I mean, reek right now is looking like mid first round. Like, that's an investment. You're putting all your chips into Tyreek Hill. Yep. And then you realize, oh, shit. Jalen Waddle's catching all these passes. Jalen Waddle's scoring all these touchdowns. Maybe I, maybe I, maybe I should have took Jalen Waddle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bold. That's bold. I just saw the chat. Yeah. <laughs> shout out one time. Uh, I missed Panacho. I, I really didn't, but I did a little bit. Nobody gets open like Adams, Craig says. Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> that is Classic rich. Sinatra There's response. nothing like a, a, a great time your mother joke. Um, it's true. Yeah. And now on to the most important award. Mm. Stellar Star of the Year. Brought to you by Radio Rumble Vibrators. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yo. My stellar star of the year. That's awesome, by the way. That was awesome. I loved it. My stellar star of the year is going to be none other than 
I'm not ready. I'll go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, my seller star of the Bean. Would you like to tell us your star of the year? Hold on. Is it Bean? Mason's seller star of the year is his cat Bean. I'm ready. My cat. Look at this. (laughs) Who's going? You just tell the star. I'm ready. No, no. Bean's gonna put on hold. You hold her for a second. Because I'm going, oh. Bean. My stellar star of the Blank year ball. is going to be Jamar Chase. Who'd won? You know why? Hey. Can't argue. You know why? Because he's going to play 17 games this year. When he does, it's going to be marvelous. Beautiful. No one's going to be like, oh, man. And Craig's going to be like, why didn't he play 17 games when he was on my team? I'm going to say, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's true. Very okay. talented. Everyone's talking about Justin Jefferson this, Justin Jefferson that. Uh, Chase right behind him, in my opinion. I think he could be just as good. I think he's got a better quarterback, a better offense. I think, although I think Jefferson is more elite as a route runner, getting open, I think Chase is just more explosive than Jefferson. More touchdown upside, too, probably. Yeah. Yeah, Chase had more touchdowns than Jefferson last year, and he played, what, six less games than him? Something like that, yeah, four, four, five, six. Um, Yeah, I agree. I'll let right. you go, Mason. Just don't All take right. my pick again. I'm probably going to probably get take. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at the chat. Um, So... I am going to pick Justin Jefferson. Oh, did I did I pick your? No. Okay. Good. No. I'm picking Justin Jefferson. I mean, look, he's the best wide receiver in football. He's the best there is. And on top of it all, he invented the fucking gwitty. He's wittily gwitting on the football field right now. You can argue that Chase might be the inventor of the gritty. Whatever he does it the best, he's what are we doing away? Oh. So okay. whatever. <laughs> okay. So Mason, if you get anyway. the number one, if you get the number one pick tonight, um, all intents and purposes, you drafting Jefferson Justin Jefferson number one. I'm not telling you, but maybe, probably. Okay. I'll never tell. My my stellar star of the year is gonna be a man who's done it before. And I think as long as everything goes well, he's going to do it again. Cooper Cup. He's coming. He's coming back. I like that. His number one uh, season, he had 100 more yards than Jefferson last year and double the touchdowns on more targets, too. He He led the league uh, in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. He was the triple crown. It's unbelievable. He had 60 more fantasy points. He was on pace to do it again this past year. Injury happened to him. Injury happened to Stafford. There's a big risk that either of them will not be 100% at some point in the season. But I'm not going to project injuries. I'm just going to project the talent. And I think he can get right back into that number one spot and be that stellar star of the year. I love that. I love that. That should have been mine. But it wasn't. You weren't prepared. I wasn't. I'm going to say that right now. I wasn't. All right, let's rattle through these football picks. 
man. Ooh, the Super Bowl pick, too. Just wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. We'll start with the American Football Conference in the AFC North. Very competitive division. Who is taking the division crown this year? Bengals. AFC North? Yeah. Bengals. I'm going to say the Bengals, too. I'm going to write them right down. Um, we don't think anybody could – we don't We don't think the Ravens could possibly take the North? I think the Ravens could. There's a potential for them to surprise and be take a big jump forward and be, like, high-octane, but got to give it to the Bengals. I think their defense right. is too weak, personally. All right. And next, we got the AFC East, and some people are saying this might be the best division in football. I say yeah. those people are liars because the Patriots are in that division. That's right, baby. <laughs> Bringing up the rear. You've been waiting to say something like that. Who is going to win the AFC East this year? Beals. There's a case for three of the four, but I'm going to go with the Bills, too. I'm going with the Bills, too. I got to see the Jets to believe it. Right. And, and the Dolphins uh, are good, too, but I think the Bills just it will be more consistent. I think that's so it. Although I don't like Agreed. Sean McDermott. I just think they're... That's okay. that's okay. In the regular season, Bills will be the best team out of that division. And the AFC South, though, there's only one team that should win this division. Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars. That's right, baby. Watch out for the Titans. Watch out for the I'm Titans. Gonna, I'm not going to hand this to the Jags, but I think they'll okay. do it. All right. In the AFC West... There's only one team that's won that Chiefs. division. It's going to be Chiefs. the Chiefs. Yep. That means, guys, that there's three other wild card teams to make the playoffs out of the AFC. Let's right. go first. These are the fun ones. Yep. Chargers, Jets, huh. Ravens. Me too. Those are mine. Yeah. Ravens, Jets, Chargers. Let's go. That's not fun. That's who it's going to be. <laughs> I was like, shit, I got to think that's about who, this right now. Well, that's who I was going to have too, but. That's okay. We well, That means we oh. literally picked the exact same thing for the whole AFC. All right. That's, that's not happening. I'm taking the Chargers out. It doesn't have to. In. No, 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 no. We're fuck not competing against no, each no, other. No, 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 no. Fuck the Chargers. You don't have to pick them. <laughs> Jets, Ravens, and. Still the Chargers got cut. Chargers got cut out. You say Titans. Could say Titans, but I don't want to. Could say Dolphins. Dolphins. I'm going to go with the Finns. Okay. Damn, I think three is gonna, teams. I think two is going to play his balls off. Meanwhile, yeah. the Patriots are seething in, in last place at 4-13. and 13. Nah, they'll be right. You know, they'll be like the, the pendulum swung hard yeah, in that division. Right, dude. Let's move over oh, to the God, NFC. So now, bad. the NFC North... It's interesting, guys, because there's a team on the uprise. And that team could contain my Dark Horse MVP. But I'm going to tell you one thing. They're not winning the division because the Vikings (laughs) are still going to win the NFC North. I agree. I also agree. But you're a Lions fan, Souza. The next division, I think, is the Sorry. one that's going to be a little controversial. All right. All right. All right. NFC East. Let's hear it. Um, Eagles, oh. 
Super Bowl. I was going in order of the message. I was going in order of the message you sent us. I had the NFC South. Oh. I had East next. You sure? Okay. My bad. Let's do East. Eagles. So my picks to Eagles because Jalen Hurts. So, uh, yeah, Jalen, yes, because of that. Jalen, Jalen the gag Hurts too. Cock feels pretty good in my backside. And I like right, so it. where was this for the Chiefs when that was a no-brainer pick? Now all of a sudden we're talking about the Cowboys division. It's a problem that the Eagles. It's, are not, it's not a no-brainer pick. There's been a, a there hasn't been a repeat champion in the NFC East for the past like ten years until this year. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> right, Mason. Right. <laughs> It's not happening. I'm sorry. Like, like the 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 Giants, I agree, will fall off. The Giants, I agree, will fall off. Commanders aren't there yet. No, the Dallas Cowboys are unafraid of the Eagles. They're not. No, they are afraid of the 49ers. That's that's fact. That's fact. (laughs) Um, yeah, I I don't think the Eagles are going to play as well as they did last season. Super Bowl hangover. Possibly. It's hard to get back, man. And like I said, it, it, they got they got a tough schedule this year. How and close I, were the Cowboys to taking the division last year? What was the record like? Um, let's take a look. I thought it ended up being not that close. No, it was for a little while, but oh shit! Hold on, NFC Google, East twenty twenty two. Acting up. Eagles are fourteen and three. Cowboys are twelve and five. So it's not bad. I mean, that's two games off. That's not that um, bad. But they don't have Zeke. They don't have 12 touchdowns. They don't have Zeke. That Dak's throwing sense. lollipops in the in practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. NFC South, Mason. I got the Falcons. Gross. <laughs> yeah, this, this one was gross. tough, actually. This one was This was the great. easiest one. I picked the Saints. Yeah. But, like, I don't know that they're going to be great. They're just probably the, the shiniest turd those, in the this division. This is going to be one of those uh, seven and nine years from back, and it's going to be eight and nine. You know what I mean? Someone you mean like last year when the Bucks fucking sucked and they won the division? Yeah. <laughs> right. The same, same thing. But, um, yeah, Carr is just has the, the record, the track record. I don't trust Baker Mayfield. I don't trust Desmond Ritter. Uh, who else? Who am Man, I forgetting? You, you uh, don't like Bryce the rookie Young. and the new look offense of the Carolina oh, yeah. Panthers? We're That's talking right. Miles Young. Sanders. We're talking Adam Thielen. We're talking fucking Miles yeah. Sanders. Right, dude. Don't don't sleep on Jonathan Mingo. Yeah, no, it's the Saints. Um, Saints have the best offense. Saints have the best defense in that division. Therefore, ergo, Saints win the division. Ergo. Why'd you call me Ergo? Number one. Number two, I'm picking the Falcons. All right. You heard it here first. The NFC West. The Rams. Niners. See, my my stellar star of the year with Cooper Cup, I'm going with (laughs) the healthy roster of the Rams, and I have them. There, I have them coming right back, bouncing right back. Oh, Susan, goddamn, dude. The Rams might be the worst fucking team in the league this year. What? And you are telling me that they're going to win the division. Yes, I sir. Necessarily. I, 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 geez. 
We're not even done yet. All right, all right. I got the 49ers. Just wait. The, the Rams just, they don't have anything. They're depleted. They got Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald. That's it. Cam Akers. Tyler Higby. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, they have like, their core guys that, that brought them their to the Super Bowl. Guy, Tyler Higby is a core guy. Yeah. For, for the maybe not for fantasy, but for the Tyler NFL, Higby, he's the there when you need Tyler Higby is when like they went the, to the team Super that he's Bowl. a part of is Brennan's team. When they went to the Super Bowl, they had a guy, they had a they had a good defense. They had Jalen Ramsey. This defense not good. Aaron Donald's older. Matt Stafford's older. We don't know about Cooper Cup. Cam Akers can suck my toes. And Sean <laughs> McVay can suck my dick. Okay. All right. So what do you got then? All right. Jesus. I got the 49ers. Yeah, okay. Me too. Brock Purdy. And then, and then that means there's three wildcard teams. And so help me Christ, if the 49ers aren't one of these wildcard teams after you pick the Rams to win the division. They're not. I got the Lions, Cowboys, and Seahawks. Oh, Seahawks. <laughs> I have I have I have the Seahawks, Cowboys, and Lions too, but I didn't. <laughs> Put the Rams. That's okay. It's okay. Division winner. Why is this such a joke? It's a joke that you have. Because just wait. We're not even done yet. With the tennis balls, every time he goes out to the fucking fifty yard line for the coin toss, guy's got a bad back. He's got a bad shoulder. He's got a bad attitude. Eagles. Bad everything. Lions. Uh, yeah, I guess by default, Seahawks. You're probably right. I, I'm going to give you that because I think the Seahawks are better than the Giants are going to be. We'll go Seahawks. But the fact that you put the Rams and not the 40, the 49ers just darn it. Like, everyone's getting hurt, man. If fucking Matt Stafford, oh, no. Cooper Cup, and oh, Aaron no. Donald are carrying the Rams to the division title and the players on the 49ers just fucking spontaneously combust. Because they uh, got the best fucking uh, roster. Van Jefferson wide receiver like, one this year. I don't like where this is going. The Rams put it on the board. That's I wouldn't write anything yet. I'm writing it. Just put, we have just one put more the take Rams. to make. I'm putting, putting Rams. Rams. That's it. Rams equals NFC West champs. I promise you, you're going to have to erase that. Yeah, by like week three. No, in like a minute. I have the Rams defeating the Jets in the Super Bowl. I wasn't expecting this to be the last episode of our podcast, but um, thank you for joining us. It's been a wild run, guys. Uh, You know, 142 episodes. We almost made it to 150. We almost did it. But that might have been one of the most insane things I've ever heard said on this podcast. That was worse than Peyton Barber. That was worse than me saying Dalvin Cook stinks. What does it say? (laughs) He crossed it up, left it, didn't erase it. Crossed (laughs) off NFC West, but Super Bowl champs. I love it. I can't. Craig says, this is why you're a guest. 
I love it. He's not wrong. What do you want me to say? Chiefs, Chiefs, Eagles again. Chiefs, 49ers again. Lame. There's a lot of takes in that one, you know, sentence. I, I, I'm just, I, I, I don't know what to say. I think I broke Glenn. I think I broke the podcast. He said Rams yeah. over Jets. Yeah, when, once you get past the Rams part, you realize the Jets are there too. In the Super Bowl. I'm going. I can't wait. I, I imagine that happens, though. I'm going Cowboys over Chiefs. And although, and although I'm being biased and completely Homer, that is still a more logical prediction than the Rams defeating the Jets. You're right. I'm not even going. We're not even going. We're not even going to do sizzling hot takes because that is the crispiest take that this podcast yeah, that's, has ever that's heard. Gross. Um, for the record, if we want to talk about a Super Bowl, I got Bengals 49ers. Bengals win. It's a pretty Bengals, good Super Bowl. 49ers, Bengals, and Joe gets his moment finally. Yep. Deservedly so. I like that take. And when the season's Jover. Jover. You're going to bend over. (laughs) That's not what I was going to say. And when the season's Jover, you're going to bend over. Bend Jover. I'm going to bend bend you over. Bend Jover. I'm going to bend you over and shove my take up your ass after it comes true. Oh, we gotta we gotta think of something. Okay. If the Rams, I'll tell you what, the Rams make the Super Bowl. If the, if the Rams win, I should, the Super Bowl. Put, I should put like a five dollar bet on it. See what happens. You should put. You'll be rich. That's what'll happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you will. Oh man, gentlemen. Uh, we're getting closer and closer. This time next week, we'll be previewing Week One. We'll have our teams in our main league. We'll have, our, we'll have all our teams. We're going to be ready. We're going to be itching for the start of fantasy football. And ladies and gentlemen, if you've been listening, you just want to enjoy the ride this year here on the Stellar Show, the podcast, you know where to find us. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. If you want to see the live episode recording, we are on twitch.tv slash Stellar Seller Podcast every Tuesday night live at 7 p.m. Sharp. Craig makes it a point. That he's here checking that I'm here at 7 p.m. sharp. It's true. Um, he's here before me and Mason. Mm-hmm. To those of you drafting this weekend, we wish you the best of luck. Um, to those of you putting in bets for Super Bowl predictions, don't pick the Rams. Or should you? Don't do it. Don't do it. If you do it, use very little money. Anything you boys would like to add before we wrap this up? No, I would say best of luck to you in the lottery, but not too much luck. Right. Um, I'm, I'm rigging the whole thing. All right, yeah, I have the script right here. You know, I believe that too. Just like the NFL? Yep. Nice. All right. With that being said, good luck, gentlemen.
And let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.